The odds are out there on Bet Online, and you can head over to Bet Online. Use the code Believe to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So go ahead and do that because they have all of your sports wagering news and info right at your fingertips. You can bet on the NFL playoffs. You can bet on the NBA. It's Lakers and Clippers tonight. Who do you got? Let us know in the chat. And then, of course, head over to Bet Online because Bet Online, where the game starts. Mel Kuyper, draft guru for ESPN, released his mock draft 1.0. And we had Mike ask us earlier in this, where are some new spreadsheets, guys? Well, I did one. It's not as sexy as the previous one. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles. It's probably not worth necessarily sharing, but I absolutely broke down Mel Kuyper's last 10 years worth of top five picks because that's where Washington's picking. And I wanted to see his success rate. I wanted to see how it would go because I know this is going to devolve into a Jaden Daniels conversation. Mm -hmm. I get it. I know that's what everybody wants to talk about, but personally, I wanted to kind of point to kind of how a mock draft in January is almost fool's gold. Okay. And Doug, you're absolutely right. Mocks are really just to get familiar with who's out there. And right now, that's what we need to be doing this with. It's not necessarily that Jaden Daniels is going to come here, and we'll talk about some reasons why, but it is just kind of like, hey, and John Kimes said this before as well. It's not about the name. It's about the position. Who, over and over again, who are the positions you're seeing? And right now, we're going to see QB in every which way. I'm sorry, Howlers. I know that you want to believe in Sam Howell and think that we shouldn't get there. But Jaden Daniels may or may not be the next QB, but it looks like there is going to be a QB taken. Now, let's go ahead. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And I have this uh, this spreadsheet, and we can work on sizing and everything else like that here. But let me take off the branding real quick. So this is super small, and so I'm going to try to increase it just a bit, see if this uh, this works here. Um. Stoner, is that showing up? Because I'm on the screen right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's showing up. You have just the left side right now. Yeah, that's fine. I can move it over to the right. Because what we're looking at here on, on the screen right now are the actual draft picks with the year that they were taken again. It was the last 10 years that were available. Uh, maybe I need to scroll down. No, it's all, it's all of them. So, yeah, the last uh, 10 years. Did I get that right? It doesn't matter. We're just going to continue rolling with it here. Yep. Mel Kuyper was right on the ones that are shaded green. If you're watching us, you know, on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. So if you're listening to us in your favorite audio platform, one, we appreciate you doing so. Uh, he only hit on about 20% of the time. 20% of the time he picked the right player at the right pick with his initial mock draft. And that's what I kind of wanted to talk about because when you're talking about going super early, you're talking January at the end of January when mm-hmm. the draft is in April, it is extremely hard to sit there and guess the future. And, and Mel Kuyper and all of his articles will say he can't predict trades. He's not going to be able to yeah. see people moving up and trading if the Chicago bears decide they're sticking with fields and they move back that he doesn't know who's going up there. It's going to be Caleb Williams more than likely, but someone had commented 
some of the simulators right now are going Jaden Daniels one overall. And yeah, people okay. have started to try to make arguments. And we're going to see this over the next few few months is why it won't be Caleb Williams. Why Drake May deserves to be 1-1. Why Jaden Daniels deserves, deserves to be 1-1. We saw this stoner back in 2012 mm -hmm. with RG3. RG3 had worked his way up having had a good college career. He then gets into the Heisman conversation, wins a Heisman, and all of a sudden, he is in the conversation of beating out who everyone knew to be a generational talent in Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. And they were thinking maybe Indianapolis takes RG3 and yeah. Andrew Luck falls to number two. And so Washington moved up early for the pick because they didn't care. They're like, we're going to get one of these guys because mm -hmm. one of these guys is going to make our franchise successful. Uh, sorry, it didn't, but that's what they did. So what comes into it for you as far as these mock drafts this earlier? This isn't you and me doing it either. This mm -hmm. is somebody who has years in the business. This is somebody who listens to the scouting departments. This is somebody who has his probably his own scouting department. So what value do you put into Mel's first mock? I mean, I don't put a I don't put a whole lot of value really into a lot of people's mocks because it is just kind of a a guessing game because they don't really know what these teams are thinking. They can look at a team on paper and say, this is what a team needs most. And so I'm going to mock that best player there. And and that's usually how most of these go because these college players haven't done the combine, haven't done the individual testing, the pro days. They haven't had all their interviews and all the no senior bowl, no nothing like yeah, that they yet. Haven't mm -hmm. had any of that stuff yet, and that's where really teams start figuring out who it is that they're going to draft. So, I mean, we can all do a mock draft right now and probably be just as accurate as Mel because we're just looking at what a team needs. But so much changes between now and then. So, I I don't look at the mock drafts now as much as I do when you're about two or three weeks away from the actual draft when these insiders and they are insiders when they talk to the teams and start getting a feel for what these teams are going to do. But right now you're just looking at um, Washington needs a quarterback. I think Jaden Daniels is the, the best one left over after Caleb Williams. So I'm going to mock Jaden Daniels to Washington at number two. And I don't even know who he has at three, four and five, but, those three, four, and fives are not going to be probably three, four, and five when it comes time. Well, so, uh, so it is, by the way, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, then it's Drake made to the Patriots, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Brock Bowers filling this one out at mm. uh, number five there. Who's five? Five was Brock Bowers, Chargers no. was, the, Char was the team there. Yeah. So See, that makes a lot of the, sense. The, so, I actually do have to kind of disagree with you to you a little bit when you're saying like it's he's not going to be good because um, Brian, you know, pointing out that Kuiper actually does have a good track record. I mentioned that he's only hit on on ten of what, those fifty. What's picks. a good track record mean? So I mean, for a draft, and the draft is already a crapshoot. What a track record means to me, as far as a good track record, is that he's picking guys in the area that they're going to be picked. That he is correctly identified team needs and where the player evaluation of where they're going to go. 
Okay, 20%, but what I mean is twenty percent is pretty decent because it's it? really big uh, for January. That's what I'm saying. That's well, what I'm saying. Is January you know twenty hitting 20% on twenty percent? That's that seems pretty good to me. Could you right. correctly predict where all of them statement. are going? It's no arbitrary than take the hill stoner. You want to go back over that no, one again? No, I mean, I mean, like, how come seventy five percent is not a good track record? I think that'd be outstanding if you're yeah. able to. I mean, you should definitely be, you know, at the casino if you can tell me seventy five percent with the seventy five percent accuracy who's being picked and where they're being picked. But I, that's what I mean. You're just you're just throwing out and you're saying twenty percent is good. Well, I'm saying that why is twenty percent good? It's not a, it doesn't seem to be a negative. I think that 20%. it's not as good as, it's not great. On a, on don't get and see what don't, happens. Oh yeah. Don't, um, don't get me wrong. It's not great, but it's that's, that's probably better. Well, it's it's probably better than what most people, you know, would do. Now it does tell me, don't put a lot of stock into this first mock draft. Yeah. As far as like, don't get your hopes up. It's going to be Jaden Daniels. This is just his initial, hey, I've read through the player profiles. I've read through the team profiles. This is where I feel they're going to go. Hmm. And so he hits on it 20% of the time. Yeah. Now, the other side of the, the coin here is the his first mock drafts, okay? And so let me bring those up again for everybody. Uh, so this now, this side of the spreadsheet the empty slots were the ones that he already got. Okay. Those were the ones that he picked the team or the spot in the player correctly. So these are the rest of the players here. The yellow ones in front of you are the ones who were not taken within the top five. Mm. And the green ones were ones that were taken the top five because I wanted to see kind of his hit success rate. Mm when it came to the top five, because again, Washington's picking the top five, maybe they don't get the player he's listed in the first one, Jaden Daniels, but maybe they're still getting a top five pick from what he suggested was going to be, you know, a top five pick. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think for the most part, but if I did a top five right now, I mm -hmm. bet you I could be just as accurate as Mel Kuyper. All right. We're going to have to see it. Let's go. Let's go ahead. We'll give you some time. You don't have to do it right here on air. All right. But I mean, he did hit on nearly half of the top five. Now, the one name that surprised me the most in hindsight, I do remember going Jonathan Allen here was supposed to be a top five, a top 10 pick. He ends up falling to Washington in the teens. Uh, but like he was one there. I mean, you have Jamal Adams, you have some good names there. Uh, mm -hmm. Randy Gregory had a good career. Leonard Williams is, is, is good. So, I mean, Devante Smith that too, and you know, doesn't go there. He went later, but I mean, you do have teams picking in those kind of, in, in those range. And I do think stoner that it's not necessarily a gimme that, you know, you're going to be able to pick those one. I'd say Brock Bowers probably isn't going to be picked in the top five. Right, he's not. I, I would be very surprised if that's, th that would happen. A lot of people are going to mock him that way, and a lot of people are very high on Bowers going there. But hitting on nearly 50% of the top five in January, when there's still all that stuff, the senior bowl, right. all, the, all that, I still think is a decent hit rate right now. So 
I would start looking. We know that these were already the names because at, at two, you don't have to go very deep. Okay. Right. You're, you're probably not going to be, you know, looking at, uh, well, I mean, you probably, a lot of players might, or a lot of, uh, fans might want Joe Alt or something like that, but you're not going to be necessarily looking at neighbors who is the wide receiver out, out of LSU because you're like, they're not taking him at two. He's mocked currently right. to uh, the Giants at six, and that's a desperation pick right there. Uh, uh, no, Shire, neighbors is the real deal. Uh, well, I'm saying is it's because the Giants need wide receiver help. They oh. don't have anybody. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, so Ulu, they're not drafting best player available? Right. I mean, I, I haven't done, an, I haven't gone through enough. It'll, no, it'll, yeah, they're drafting. Be, yeah, I'm, this is, to avoid as much of the draft talk as possible it's gonna it's gonna get there uh who's Olu goes to 10th for what we talked about whose four was it was marvin no, harrison not jr the, not the player oh, the team atlanta or not atlanta oh, okay. sorry arizona oh uh, oh arizona okay well that changes things because i've already got my my you've my already got it yeah all right you're gonna have to write you're gonna have to write this one uh i'll um, write it down, down but for us new england's so. moving up to one to take caleb williams that's a that's not happening. But okay, okay. Washington is taking Jaden Daniels. Okay, at three is now Chicago. They're taking Marvin Harrison Jr. At four is who again? I've already forgotten. You just told me Arizona. Arizona. Uh, Arizona is taking neighbors, and at five is Ad- Atlanta Chargers. Chargers. Okay. Yep. So and the Chargers are going to take. Uh, shoot, I was going to say, uh, Fashanu, but they don't, they don't need a left tackle. They've got, um, they've got a good one already. Uh, they don't need a receiver and they don't need a quarterback. Uh, I'll go Bowers is good pick there. Bowers, Bowers is good pick. Dallas yeah. Turner is at eight for the Atlanta Falcons. No, that's where Drake May's going. Okay. Drake May is well, getting drafted by the Falcons. I- However, they can figure it out. That's where he's going. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is Dallas Turner for an option for the Chargers, but uh, mm. it, that's your top five. You write it down. You'll see yep. how successful you are uh, compared to Mel in his first mock draft. Uh, don't I'll, get I'll people, just it. don't get married to the name. Don't fall in love with Jaden Daniels here in January and then later out find out that he has some fatal flaw that because you haven't watched the tape yet. I I want I'm I gotta watch a lot of tape. I've gotta sit there and go through, see you know some of the the pro scouts and some of the people who've been there and what they've said and what how how to look at certain things. Thanks to Sam Howell, I this is if I've learned one thing to kind of look at for Sam Howell is going to be his his sack rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be very very aware of how many sacks he's uh, the player has taken and how many of them he's been responsible for and those kind of things. I will say this, Jaden Daniels wasn't sacked very much. Nope. Okay. He was, and and he's in the sec and that level of competition is worth looking at now. Grimjaw and several others like yam don't want RG Thor. Well, don't worry. He's not, he's not how- anywhere close to that. How is he not RG? How can you assuade these people? How can you, how can you make sure that these people, if we pick Jaden Daniels at two, mm-hmm. like Mel Kuyper has us picking, let's switch into the QB talk here. How can you make them feel better about that pick? 
Well, I mean, if you're going to compare him to RG3, RG3 was a track star. RG3 is a straight-ahead, fast runner in that manner. Jaden Daniels is not that type. He's mm. He's got the quick twitch, right? He can dance and move around when he needs to. The, the only downside, let me just say this about Daniels, the only downside that I've seen so far is one is his frame, okay? But I can give you 100 examples of – a thinner quarterbacks being successful and he can fill that out as he grows. And the other, the two, and I can't get past this because you know how I am about leadership qualities and everything is, you know, his, his suit at the Heisman uh, presentation, he had pictures of himself. Okay. I didn't like that, but that, that doesn't, I don't care as long as you throw touchdowns and win football games, but that's a little bit of a red flag for me. But in just what I've seen, a, I know we're both, uh, you know, older than the young kids, but that is such like yeah. a boomer thing to like focus right. on. I didn't like 100%. the suit he was wearing. Like, okay, does it have anything to do with his capabilities? He's himself. He's a kind of, he's, he's a RG me. A lot of people called yeah. him RG me. Sure. Absolutely. Um, as opposed to Penix, who had pictures of his teammates or names of his teammates, whatever it was. But that just screams, you know, red flag. But, not enough of a red flag, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't draft him. But all he's done in his career, in his five years of college football, by the way, which I love, I love guys who play a lot of college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Parcells who had the. Uh, it was, it was, it who? It was the uh, Parcells. One of the coaches came up with a uh, a formula for taking a QB, and I want to say it was Parcells. Might be wrong. Someone's going to correct me in the chat. There, I'm sure of it. It was, but one of the things was you want a four-year starter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's the kind of guy I want who's had a lot of experience, and all he's done is gotten better and better and better, and it culminated in this season when nobody was really talking about him, and he had a season uh, comparable to Joe Burrow's Heisman-winning mm-hmm. season as well. And Without he did it in the Jamar Chase, I mean, of course, everyone's loving neighbors right now too. But. Yeah, but he had. 50 total touchdowns, four interceptions, 72% completions, had 1,100 yards rushing, all of these things. And when you just watch the tape, and we, like you said, we haven't kind of studied the tape, but he's not a first-read guy. That's RG3, was a first-read guy. He's not a first-read guy. And he throws guys open. And he's got the the arm strength. He's got the the be able to move around the pocket and get outside the pocket, run when he needs to. I haven't seen any flaws in his actual game. The only flaws we're talking about is that he's too skinny and that he's a, an RG meat guy kind of guy. That's it. That's, that's all I've seen that has scared me about him, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't deny what he's done, what you see on tape. And then you can't deny just looking at the numbers. 72% completion percentage in college football in the SEC? I don't care who your receivers are. That's a ridiculous accuracy. And it's not dinking and dunking the ball all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's throwing, you know, I, you know, there's terms we put out the there. Yards per attempt and all that other stuff. stuff are, are out there. Sure. The stuff you see on tape is super impressive. Mm-hmm. And, and again, all he's done is gotten better and better over the course of all those years. 
The year before, he had 17 touchdowns and three picks. Um, his first year at Arizona State, he had 17 and two. He's not a turnover kind of guy. Mm-hmm. What's not to like that he's yeah. a little bit thinner than that's, some of these? He's really the same I mean, height. He's a QP people have been asking for. Yeah, it. he's and- the same height as as uh, Drake May, but Drake May's got him by like 25 pounds, and that means something. But that's not something that you would say. I, I can't pin my future on a guy because he doesn't weigh enough as a quarterback, especially. So. That's just yeah. me. I mean, I, I think I think people, especially here in Washington, they fear the worst. They've seen it happen with yeah. a running QB. They don't want to go down that road again. They're they're broken, Stoner. They're yeah. hurt. Sure. And so they don't they don't want to get hurt again. I do think the fear of being injured is is a little overblown. I think that pe- this is football. It's a contact sport. Players are going to get injured. You can't predict it on that. You've got to take it off of that that again that potential that you see there do you see more potential in Jaden Daniels or Drake May that's the question that Adams and Ben Johnson who we've said is going to be the coach are going to have that's the that's going to that's going to be the question they're going to sit down they're going to be they're going to talk with their front office staff which we still have not seen much movement on that Tommy was calling it out earlier we have we still have the Martys we still have the same scouting there's a lot of things that haven't turned over yet that might change once things get going on the head coach thing, but the they're going to have to sit down and say who do they who do they want, and hopefully they don't get locked in either, right? Because we saw mm. we saw Ron Rivera get locked in, wanting Emmanuel Forbes. Another player drops to it, but they were like Emmanuel Forbes is our guy. We're taking yeah. him, and we do want them to take their guy, but they've also got to scout the other guys to be like, hey, if, you know. They get to be, if Caleb Williams falls to two, you can't just be like, well, I really wanted Jaden right. Daniels, but Drake may went number one. And now I'm like, Oh, I guess. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't take Caleb Williams. Bill Parcells, yeah. uh, G's, um, um, G's, uh, outside helped me with that one. It was Bill Parcells. And so I did look it up. These are the Parcells. Attempts. Yep. Four year player, three year starter, college graduate, 30 career starts. 23 career wins, 60% completion percentage, and a two to one passing touchdown to interception ratio. How about 89 touchdowns to 20 picks? Seems pretty good, Stoner. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? How many games? 30 career starts with 23 career wins. I actually have it over for you right here. Okay. Jaden Daniels. Somebody did the work for us here. Five yard rush, a UK site. Shout out to our uh, fans and listeners across the pond there for the Parcells rules Four year player. Jaden Daniels. Yes. College graduate. He graduated at ASU. Yes. Three year starter. Yes. 30, 30 career starts, he started 43 games. So, yes. 23 wins, he won 28 games. 60% completion percentage across his career. He actually has a 64.5 and a 2-to-1 touchdown ratio. Yes, 49-16. to 16, So, absolutely smashes that. And he passes uh, the Bill Parcells test. I don't know where they got them stats because them stats are, like, way off. But, okay. Let's yeah, see when this article was. Oh, okay. So it was probably because this was all the way down in August of 2023. So this didn't even include uh, his final year. 
Yeah, that was before his final so, year. Still shout out. That's there what I was wondering. I was like, and more starts. The stats are okay. the stats are lower. Yeah, but that's so. all right. I mean, the point is, even before his senior year, he had already surpassed all of those Bill Parcells type um, levels in order to be considered as your starting quarterback. Listen, there, there's no quarterback that's coming out as perfect, other than I mean, Caleb Williams. I think is pretty close to perfect personally. It's exciting, yeah. I, I think people who don't who who are questioning drafting him number one overall are crazy. I think he's the real deal. I think he's a generational type guy who's going to be good for a long time. But everybody else, you're going to have questions about him. You're going to have doubts about him. You're going to have you're going to be able to pick holes in his game. It doesn't matter who it is. You're going to find that, and so they have to decide if those holes are something that they can fix or that they can. Um, scheme around or whatever it is. And if so, then that's where they're going to go ahead and, and and make the selection at number two. I, I think Jaden Daniels is the guy at number two for me. He's so He's been somebody I, I'm most excited about watching his tape. I'll say that. I've seen highlights of all the top players. I've seen a couple of games sure. here and there. I've seen Drake May games. and I've seen Jaden Daniels games. I told you. Before RG3 was taken, I told you I liked him. I was mm-hmm. like, this guy's a stud. If Washington ends up with him, we've got the guy. Of course, it didn't work out. Large part of that was injury. Then some of it was that attitude. But there's something about a player that pops off the screen. And there's something about Jaden Daniels for me that just, you take that hill comment earlier, okay? There's something yeah. about my blood getting boiling because of the player just, just doing something they I have that it. it factor, and Jaden Daniels has an it, it factor. I think Drake May is a solid QB. He could be Justin Herbert, but it's just not. He doesn't. He hasn't really done much for me. But I want to watch some more tape on that. Mike with another super chat here. Uh, Two dollars this time. I'm not sure what he's talking about with it ashes that, uh, but he made a comment earlier that I wanted to, to bring up because you and I don't seem to be with the fan base that suggests that Washington trade back and Mike mm. H was saying trade back. And we've seen several other comments tonight saying, don't take a QB. Don't reach for Jaden Daniels or reach for Drake uh, may trade back, get yourself uh, a left tackle and then get one of the JJ McCarthy's, the Penix, the Bo Nixes. Nope. You're already shaking your head. Why is that? Why do one tell me why we don't do that? We shouldn't do that. And then try to explain to me why people want that. Because I get that there's a a roster that we need filling, but we do not ever want to be back in the position to be picking a QB right in the top five, top three. Right. You you may never get this opportunity again to have the second overall pick. In a quarterback draft class of three, we when you look at draft classes and you say, well, this particular draft class is a class of three or it's a two, or, or if you remember just a couple of years ago that there wasn't any top five picks that mm-hmm. anybody uh, that anybody was gonna willing to go get. Mm-hmm. That was Sam Howell's draft where Kenny Pickett was the highest one at like 18 or whatever it is. Sure. That was not one of those. But this year is a three quarterback class. And 
Jaden Daniels is there or Drake May, you're not going to get this opportunity to be the second. You know how bad you have to be to be the second overall pick? Well, we just witnessed it. And we barely got to the second overall pick and I had to lose eight games in a row. Was it nine? I don't even remember. Eight. Was it eight? I think it was eight. At least it was yeah. eight at one point. Lose it might have been eight more. Games in a, do you know how hard it is to lose eight games in a row, regardless of how bad you are? It's very difficult to do that. So you're not going to be in this position again. So you can't, you cannot go for a guy who is a second round or a third round graded type quarterback and hope that he works out. Mm-hmm. You you're in the position right now. You're going to marry up a head coach, a GM, a head coach, an offensive coordinator, and a quarterback. This is the year to do it. You can't keep saying, well, let's wait till next year. We did that for a couple of years. We kept saying, well, let's wait for Tua. Let's tank for Tua. Or let's uh, wait for this guy. Or let's, And then it was, let's wait for Caleb. And then you get to this draft, and now you're like, well, let's wait for the next one. Let's stop doing that. You have to go for it right now when you're in the position to do so. And so they have to take a quarterback. And by the way, they will take a quarterback. That's a lock. That's a 401k type bet. They are taking a quarterback uh, in the top five. It's a no brainer. Trading back a couple of spots, but not out of the three quarterback running. They're not, they're not doing that. I, I, I think there's just too much, too much risk to trade back. Yeah. Way, if you way, want way. a QB, you got to take the QB you want at two. And some people might say Jaden Daniels is a reach and that you could have had him at eight. But here's the thing. You move back. One, the team that you're trading with is going to take a QB. Right. They're not moving Then New England is going to take a QB. Right. And now you're now you're at the position where you're taking the people been complaining about taking when we were going to pick three. They're like, oh, we're going to get the third best quarterback. Now at picking, you know, four or five or six or whatnot, now you're looking at picking the fourth best quarterback. Yeah. And that that that's the trouble, especially when I know that they're going to eye these QBs. Now, if they don't like the QBs and they trade back, then that's another thing. And we're going to have to trust them. We're going to we're going to be mad on draft day if that's what happens. They're not. We'll be super excited for the first time ever. (laughs) Ref the district's live draft watch party is going to be. You know, waiting a whole 20 minutes. They won't take a stoner. Put this one down. They will not be taking a commercial before Washington's pick (laughs) for the first time in years. That's right. That we won't have a commercial as like Washington's getting ready to pick. Yeah, I I agree. I I just really, really, it it baffles me how many players, how many people want that. You got to understand, like, the further back you get in the draft, the higher that number is, the more you're gambling on that player being successful. Mm-hmm. Hitting on a late round is, I mean, it's astronomical. You got to yeah, think of how many seventh rounders play in the NFL for how long, and you happen to get one of the 125 every year that mm-hmm. just happened to be a four-year starter. Cam Curl is an anomaly. Mm-hmm. All right. That was an, a fantastic pick, but that's not the norm. The norm isn't even James Smith Williams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the norm is say the same thing. James Smith Williams yeah. is not it's, even an anomaly. He's not a norm. That's above average. Yeah. That's an above average pick for a seventh round. 
most seventh rounders are out within within a within less than a couple of years. The yeah. average NFL career is less than four years, if I mm-hmm. recall correctly. It's less than three, I think. I think it's two yeah. It's, I think it was like right around three. Yeah, but it, so you know, it's the whole thing is a crapshoot, and the further back you go, the more of a crapshoot it is. So I just yeah. don't understand the trade back. I can understand when you were picking seventh right before things got super super bad right and then i can understand when you're 16 and you're just trying to to get a couple extra picks at the in in that same kind of span because the difference between pick 23 and 34 not that significant right okay but the the difference between pick two and pick six is massive it's miles yeah can be absolutely absolutely miles and miles apart you can't so miss I, your chance to take a shot at a, at a quarterback at this point you can't say build everything up around and then go get a quarterback well who is that who is all of a sudden going to become available that you can just plug into this team and you can't sit there and say well so and so is going to be a free agent at the end of the year for example, I, I don't know who who it is, who next year, who the free agents are, or we can't even talk about who the college quarterbacks are right now that are going to be studs in the next draft. Because before this year, we weren't talking about Bo Nix. He was terrible. We weren't talking about Jaden Daniels because he wasn't that great last year. He was good. He we had a much better about- season than people thought, and that was, that was something yeah. that I have been looking through. It, it, yeah. I, everyone looks at the box score stats and they're like, oh, he only threw 17 touchdowns. And it was just like, you got to look at more than the box score stats. Absolutely. And from what I've seen, that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm getting excited about Jaden Daniels. Cause even mm-hmm. last year, even though statistically he wasn't there, he, his play style it. was, and he mm-hmm. was, and there was things there. So sorry to interrupt you there. I just was yeah, that's right. no, no, maddening. Good. Yep. You got the chance right now at number two. You can't squander it by saying, well, let's just get in one next year. It's just not that easy. And it's not that easy to to get, come around to the number two pick again, especially when, there again, there's three quarterbacks that are considered uh, franchise quarterbacks right now. You do not want to be doing this every five years like Washington has with a Chase Young and now potentially Jaden Daniels, according to Mel's mock uh, 1.0, we are going to be deep diving into the different players. We'll take a look at Caleb Williams in case he comes down. We'll have a video about him. We're going to have a video about Jaden Daniels, and we're going to actually break down some of what we see. And there's going to be more spreadsheets coming as we go along. Before we get to those draft videos, those player profiles, we do have a series coming out, Rebuilding a Franchise. First up is going to be Owner, Stadium, and You. That's part one. That will be releasing within the next week. We're getting back into schedule here. Uh, We needed a little break after a busy offseason, but we do have some more recorded content. When there's relevant news, we will bring you a commander's update as well. If it's big news, like when Ben Johnson gets hired, that'll be a breaking news out a little bit earlier than a commander's update in that regard. But trust us, good content coming your way here on Ref the District. You just have to hit that like button if you're watching us right now and subscribe to the channel so that way you get all of it. If you're listening on audio, make sure that you have given a rating and review so other people can find us as well. We've got more coming up here. This was an excellent episode 157 
We appreciate everybody coming with you. We are presented by Bet Online here on the Believe Network. I'm Nathan. That's the Sonar. Trev was with us earlier. Did have to leave early, but I trust you. He's a fan. So until next time, take the hill, Nathan. Be a fan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.